The guys behind the From Corner to Corner podcast are diving deep into Montgomery County High School sports with the Community Trust Bank Coaches Corner. Join us as we talk local high school athletics with your local coaches. Whether you're a student athlete or a screaming fan, this is the place to turn to get the inside scoop before the next big game. And now, it's time for the show with Sean Kuyper, Neil Payne, Adam Muncy, and Wes Crouch. Welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner, Coach's Corner, presented by Community Trust Bank. Tonight we have the honor of having the uh, women's basketball coach, Dustin Highland, with us tonight, and a special guest, Ella Rout, who was a senior on the basketball team this year. So welcome to you guys. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Thank you for having we us. We always do a round of applause. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's not as it's not as impressive when there's only two of us. Here, right. So uh, yeah. yeah, most of the time it's all four of us. So, but that's okay. That's all right. So we get to learn about each other a lot tonight, right? So we'll, we'll get to talk uh, to you guys and, uh, and and get and gals and and just get to know you a little bit. And I don't know. Do, do you? I know your dad listens to the podcast. Do you listen? I don't, but my mom and dad. Not, oh, even mom listens. Oh, yeah. All right. Nice. I was going to say, your dad might be the most interactive person on our entire Facebook page. That's, that's true. He that's, loves it. And, and I, I think, haven't we seen some activity from you on the Twitter side, too, I believe? Maybe you've liked some posts or oh, something yeah. like that? Yeah, that's I what have. I thought. So. What I thought. So, so say, when you first started there, she looked quite confused. So I was like, I don't know. Sean. I, I, I was thinking that she had liked some posts and, and stuff on there. So, Dustin, have you checked out the show? Do you, do you ever listen? I am just now getting into the podcast game a little bit more. Yeah, I, I did listen to the interview with Coach Mays. Yes, I haven't caught. The one with Ivan yet, but I'm yeah. sure that's entertaining. I was going to say, you might want to sit down, have you a snack. Ivan likes to talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. No no trouble filling time with, with Ivan. We all love him, and he does a great job. That's well, he sure. – uh, I, I mean, you will hear this when you listen. He is very complimentary of you and very complimentary of your program. So, yeah. Yeah, very very much so. And, um, you know, you, you've come so close over the last few years, and it's like, man, we just need – just – one bad quarter from Clark County is what we need. <laughs> and I think we could have capitalized on that. So, um, but, you know, there's always next year. And, you know, we, we actually had the conversation of would you rather have a program that is not competing at all or having a program that's getting to the regional finals every year? I'm taking the regional finals every year if it's me. I mean, because like we said, it only takes one bad day, you know, and and so uh, and and one good day from us. So, you know, that's you know, and your senior. Are you the only senior that? There's uh, three other seniors three others that graduated. They're going to graduate. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we was we was telling you right before the show. Uh, Adam, one of the co-hosts, was bragging about you, and you know, he he basically gave us a three minute 
uh, audio clip. It was it was Ella Route Cliff Notes. Yeah, <laughs> and basically, and and Coach, I want to ask you before we get into the interview. Adam basically said, if you look up ultimate team player in the dictionary, it would be a picture of Ella Route. Sure, and Ella, I ain't talking about the being happy to compete or being able to get to the region finals since I've been on the girls' side. Uh, last year finished up four years. Ella's been there since day one. Yeah. And that first year, it didn't matter who we were playing. Every win was a good win. Yeah. Right. And we were thrilled to death with any type of win. Mm-hmm. And we were able to – scratch out a winning season that first year and had a first-round exit in the district tournament. Um, And since then, our expectations have grown Mm -hmm. and the results have improved. Yeah. And and as a coach in any level, any sport, as a player, any level, any sport – that's the ultimate goal, right, is you want to be able to see improvement of yourself and of your team year after year yeah. and 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 I think that we're seeing that and yeah. I mean in just four years that's that's pretty cool because yeah. I mean it's been at least two straight trips or is it three three to, yeah so well and it's been to the region finals all three years the last three years. okay I thought yeah. so yep. yep yeah well and that's with with Ella I mean she's done everything from starting and playing 20 minutes a game to being that Six person, that first person off the bench, mm-hmm. and I mean, there's been some games where it's probably been five to ten minutes a game, and then some games where it might be fifteen to twenty, just depending on how things are going and yeah. what kind of game we're looking at. And she's embraced whatever role we've needed from her. And that's exactly what Adam said: is like whatever they needed Ella to do, Ella could do. And he even said that he thinks that you probably are the best passer on the team. Right. I don't he's, know. He's, he said there would be lanes that would open that you would see that everybody else would – if they tried to make the pass, it would have been two or three seconds late. Uh, so, that – I mean, everybody speaks very very, very highly of you, Ella. How, how do you feel about your uh, tenure as a Montgomery County Lady Indian? How do, how do you want to be remembered? Um, I definitely think, like what Coach High was saying uh, and what Adam was saying, a team player. Mm-hmm. Um, I never try to go out there and do something like insane, just what the team and coaches needed for me from night to night. Well, you know, Adam, and, and Coach probably remembers this, Adam talked about a specific moment this year, and he said, I hate that I'm not going to be here so I could ask her about it. Uh, it was against Paris, I and knew. apparently you pulled <laughs> off some Rajon Rondo handles, and you made one of the one of the uh, defending players go flying across the court. Um, I do that a lot in practice, but it's mostly to look for a pass, like someone open in the paint. And I feel like I was just waiting for someone to cut because yeah. everyone was – around the perimeter and then as I was turning there just wasn't anyone there and I was like well there's no one to pass it to I guess I'll just shoot it that was nice well I mean and Adam Adam took that clip and cut it and posted it on our socials the the next day and he's like look at this you know I mean you know he's like a proud dad there I mean he really was and um you know the way mine and his schedule work we're very busy in our jobs and in our home life so Getting to here one night a week is a, is a big challenge for us. 
we definitely don't get to spend enough time at the gym watching uh, the the men's and women's teams play, which makes uh, what Dan Manley and Ivan Rawls do that much more important. Yeah, yeah, because it's kind of it's kind of insane how much time that is. And but you know there is a growing excitement in Montgomery County, obviously with Coach Mays coming on as well. And you know we saw the big announcement today that. Uh, the gateway, it was, no, that was the Gateway Classic. Yeah, yeah well, the, the Gateway Classic. He's already. Or no, the that. no, that's the not going to be the Gateway Classic. It's going to be the. Um, was that the Joby Hall one? Is it the Joby or? Did yeah, he, ever, he he's. I know he's been working on. I haven't seen the announcement or yeah. anything, but I know he's been working on bringing yeah. it back. Yeah, and, he, well, and he, he, he made an announcement for, today, yeah, and maybe for, it was the Gateway Holiday Classic. Yeah, he's looking for eight teams, boys and okay, girls. That yeah. would that would be the Gateway. I would okay, that, like the f- week before Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I know he's. I know he told us that he was wanting to get the the Joby Classic back as well, and uh, and the nostalgia of it and stuff. Now, are you Dustin? Are you from Montgomery County? So, my my journey has been that of a coach's son. Okay. Uh, we moved to Mount Sterling when I was a freshman in high school, so that would okay. have been two thousand one, two thousand two. Okay. School year. Um, I was born in Whitesburg down southeastern Kentucky, Ledger yep. County, and um, spent four years. The way it worked out for me, it was elementary school in Whitesburg, middle school in Jackson and Breathitt County, and then high school in Montgomery County. Okay. So we've been around and just keep progressing closer to Lexington with each move. Okay. So – he he's a, he's a little he's a little shy. He's he's the son of of legendary John High, long time long time basketball coach, who's actually on your staff now. Yes. So how does it how how is that going from being a coach's son to being the coach's boss? <laughs> well, you know, early early on, and it was the first my first game as a head coach. Uh, we were playing Lewis County at home. Um, that was. My first game as a head coach, it was his first game as an assistant. Yeah. And it was – I was used to sitting on the bench with the officials not wanting to hear my voice. Right. And dad was used to being the only voice that they heard. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's been a little bit of an adjustment from that perspective, but uh, just – Having him over there and um, just having that amount of experience and wisdom. And I think a lot of us have overcomplicated the game. Mm -hmm. And I think that the way that he sees it and a lot of your veteran coaches see it is a much simpler version that is just as effective. Right. And, um, just having him around, like when we're in the office having conversations or even in practice, and his perspectives, the way he sees it is completely different than the rest of the staff. I mean, outside of dad, see, we've got Luker who graduated in – he was a senior when I was a freshman, so he's three years older than me. And then I'm older than the rest of the staff right. between Coach Perry and Katie Joe and um, Annie. Um so I think we all kind of see it in a similar way with what we've grown up with. Mm-hmm. And to get a different 
outlook, a different perspective on what we're we're all looking at the same thing, but we're all seeing it differently. Um, to have him around and just bouncing ideas off right. of him, even even outside of the lines, it's like, all right, we had this situation come up. What do you think? Like, how do we need to handle this with this player, or right. that player? Um, there's so many things that go into it that um, I don't think you can fully appreciate until um, – you go from making suggestions to making decisions and yeah. <laughs> making decisions is a whole lot different than making <laughs> suggestions. Right. Uh, and, and you can't learn experience and you can't teach experience. It's only earned, it's only gained, right? You know what I mean? And it takes time to do that. And, you know, we have talked about so many different things on this podcast. And one of the things that we have mentioned before is it's not just a head coach's job. That staff is just as important as as anything because you can't talk to all fifteen players or however many you, you you roster on the team every night. Sometimes you're going to have to have the assistant coaches that needs to talk to this person and that person, or they pull these three people over here and stuff like that. So the the dynamics of how all that works is is understandable. And you know, having somebody with the experience of your dad, I mean. You, that's invaluable. Oh yeah, and it's it's very important to me with our staff and with our team that I want all of our girls, all of our players to feel like they can come to one of us with anything. Right. And it doesn't have to be me. Right. Like it doesn't matter yeah, sure if it's basketball related, obviously we're in there with you, but I want them to feel comfortable approaching us with anything. Right. And I am hopeful, and I think we do, I think that every player on our team has someone on the staff that they're comfortable coming to with maybe something at school or something just at home in life. Yeah. However you want to look at it, I mean – it's so much bigger than bouncing the ball. Right. Yeah. So to, to, to piggyback off a couple of things you just said, as a former coach, I came to Montgomery County in 2010, and it was to coach girls soccer. Uh, I got to coach girls soccer for two years, and that is where I come to know your dad was through, was through education. Uh, and you talked about that staff. Uh, from a head coaching perspective, I, can rem- I, I, had, I had a really good staff my second year here, and it was one of those that – I might pull you out of the game, and at that moment, I can't talk to you. Maybe what you've done has frustrated me, and that's okay because we get frustrated with each other. And maybe I'm busy dealing with something else, so it's very important to trust the people behind you that, hey, I'm going to pull Ella out of the game. I don't have time to tell her why I'm pulling her out or what adjustment I need her to make. I know that I got my dad. I know I got Luker. I know I got Katie Joe. whoever the case may be, uh, to take care of that. So so that cannot be stated how important that is. Secondly, when he talked about Coach High talking about uh, seeing things differently, you kept nodding. So Coach High views the game different than the coaches. Does he also view the game different than you guys as players? Um, I think he views the game different than – than definitely than the players, just because the basketball we've grown up around. Like, right. You just always see highlight clips of people like doing insane stuff. But he just, if he sees a problem with it, he just has 
such a simple solution to it, and they usually work most of the time. Right, and I mean that plays back what you said is that we've over. There's people that will tell you the the dunk ruined the game of basketball. So because the dunk, and then it then it progressed to flashy passes. Like everything has to, as you said, has to make ESPN top ten. That's what everybody's trying to do. Instead of just at its core. You take a round orange ball and put it through a hoop more times than the other team. That's what it comes down to. Right. So it's just that simple. Right. I mean, in in theory, it is. Yeah. Um. And 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 it's nice, I'm sure, to to have that person on staff that that you can talk to. That you know, you're trying to. Well, you know, and he's like, well, listen, let's let's stop, let's let's breathe for a second, and let's look at it this way. I'm 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 sure as a player and as a coach, that is extremely beneficial. Definitely. Oh yeah, and I I. I give social media and really the COVID shutdown a lot of credit for where we're at as far as the highlight reels. Right. And and you think about the shutdown and you've got students. I mean, it doesn't really matter the age, but with high school age, let's just say teenagers, um, what are you going to do 90% of the time when you're sitting at the house? Mm-hmm. You're going to be on your phone. Yeah. And the only thing that you're going to see on your phone, you're not going to sit down and watch a whole game on your phone. You're going to sit down and watch the highlight reel. Susie's highlight clips. Yeah. And Susie's not posting 15 turnovers. Right. Or the 47 shots she missed. Right. <laughs> and that has been, in my opinion, projected as – what the game is yeah and it's like it may take two full seasons to put together a 45 second highlight clip right i mean not everybody has the skills that ella does when it comes to faking people out right (laughs) that's right (laughs) so coach what drew you to you 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 mentioned a minute ago that when you came to the girl side so you were an assistant on the boy side right yes so what made you want to be the head coach of the montgomery county lady indians that was probably, I would say, a progression in my own comfort level right. um, and probably my own maturity to a degree. And um, Actually, my first season was under Coach Grouser. Um I coached seventh grade boys at McNabb and spent two years at Menifee and then came over here with Happy. Um I was just in my head, I refused to consider the possibility of switching over to the girl side. Um, and that was one of those things where it really didn't have anything to do with girls basketball. I think it had more to do with my own personal, probably insecurities of my dad was a, high school girls basketball coach and there is slim to none chance that you're going to be able to have the same amount of success right. that he had right and there's a piece of you that doesn't want to have that comparison right like following in the footsteps of coach k right that's right <laughs> yeah i mean it's a, you never want to be the guy replacing the guy right yeah and it, that I give Dad total credit for how much he allowed me 
and I'm seeing it now with my boys. Um, I've got my oldest is on the bench helping with water and um, helping as much as he can, and he really enjoys it. And I just think back to when I was his age to my middle one's age, who's six, um, I was walking the sidelines with that. I wasn't getting water. If Dad got up to go down the sideline to call out a play or yell out a referee, I was walking with him. Right. And um, just to have that kind of access, and you don't even realize it. You're just because because you take it for granted. That's right. Because I mean, to you, that's just what my dad does. My mm-hmm. dad coaches basketball. Yeah. I mean, the you know everybody outside looks at him as you know that's the legend John High. Uh, but you just like what are you talking about? They're like that's my dad. <laughs> yeah. So that was just probably for the first. Let's see. I think this is fourteen years that I've been coaching at some in some capacity first eight or nine years I refused to consider the possibility of switching over and then it just got to a point I think there's also a point where after my first year of coaching middle school and if I would have been asked it's like yeah I could be a head coach and you just think that it's no different than anything else that you've been working with Um, and then there was a point after working with Coach Daniel for a few years, um, he moved on, and it was it was different. I can't really explain it, but it was a different type of feeling about I'm I'm ready to run. Th- I'm I'm yeah. ready to start making decisions. Um, and then the girls' job came open, and um, Coach Barrier reached out to me and um, I talked to our administration and it ended up working out and I couldn't be happier with it. And now I get asked, would you ever consider going back? And like that's something that has not even crossed my mind. Yeah. And at the end of the day, just like talking about how simple the game actually is, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's about getting stops – and scoring points. Yep. Yep. And I've had such a great time with this group of girls. And like this is really – I mean, we had Savannah graduate last year. This is really the first year that we've had an Ella Route or an Emily Zink. And then you got Hallie Conley that we've had a group of multiple seniors yeah. leave the program. And two of them that have been there since – day one yeah um i just can't imagine doing anything else at this point right well and i mean you mentioned those three young ladies all three phenomenal young ladies they're kind of they're kind of kids that you want involved with your programs um the kind of kids that are going to grow up and do great things in life because they just have that they just have that work ethic uh yeah i mean uh zinc just signed to play softball at asbury i'm sure that that Conley's going to probably pitch somewhere. Uh, do you do you play anything other other than basketball, Ella? I don't. I played softball um, in middle school, mm-hmm. and then I we were actually practicing for my freshman year when COVID hit in March, and that obviously season right. didn't happen. Um, and I just kind of 
was over it. Okay, so so what does college bring for Ella Rout? Um, I'm going to Trancy. Nice. Huh? They just they just won a national championship. They did. We we watched it. Um, I think I'm going to major in psychology, but nice. I'm not really sure yet. But yeah. Fun fact for you: one of my many uh, majors when I was in college, because I had several, <laughs> uh, was psychology for a little while. How was that? Uh, I'm, I didn't end up being a psychology major. <laughs> So, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was something that interested me. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't think I would have been a great psychologist. Yeah, it interests me a lot. I'm just worried. <laughs> uh, I think I, I think if that's what you choose to do, you, you'll be just fine. Thank you. So, uh, Coach, you talked about four years as the, as the head man here. First, does that feel odd calling yourself the head man when you have your like your dad who has won all those games on the bench, or do, do you always kind of at what point? Did you stop like trying to defer to him and then like, hey, I'm I'm the guy. Let me make the decision here. Uh, that's one thing. Even growing up, I think the outside perspective was that it was probably difficult for myself and my sisters growing up in basketball with dad as a coach. And dad is very much. He's always been with the three of us. He's not volunteering much information. Now, he's got his thoughts and he's got <laughs> his opinions, but he's not volunteering that. Right. He's just not going to freely share it. And he's not going to press that on anyone. Now, if you go to him and you ask, you better be ready for the answer. Right. Because it's going to be exactly what he thinks for better or worse yeah um and i've always appreciated that and i've really tried to be that way myself um now having three boys of my own and they're starting to get involved in athletics and it's i think it with the year-round sports and all that the specialization and I think we're starting to lose some of the fun factor at a younger age. And I want my boys to enjoy whatever it is that they're doing. If you're not enjoying it in any walk of life, there's no point in beating your head against the wall. And and, and that's that's the key that we lose in today's sports because there are so many parents out there that think that they're raising the next Mike Trout or the next – Caitlin Clark, who's phenomenal, uh, or you know, or the, the, everybody thinks that their kid's going to be the, the the college star, the high school star, go to the pros, and man, that puts so much pressure on the kids nowadays. It's just like you said, just teach them that the game is fun. I mean, that's what it is all about. I mean, that's why we love sports. I mean, we just watched uh, a phenomenal men's basketball tournament and women's. And, like, the women's championship game was the most watched uh, women's basketball game ever. And it crushed the men's as far as TV ratings. Mostly because of Caitlin Clark. And, unfortunately, she didn't win. But, I mean, it's kind of cool. And, I mean, we're seeing so much parody in in the sports nowadays. You know, with... You know, no, there was only like one one number one seed in both tournaments that made it to the final four. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, and I, I saw a list. I don't know if ESPN tweeted it out or where it came from, but 
the list of sporting events that the women's final four did better in the ratings yeah. with. And it was like World Series, Thursday right. night football. Yeah. Like just, I mean, there was a laundry list of so staples. For the, for the, for the, for the sport today. That, that, Cause that's awesome. You know, and I, I even told Neil this morning, I was like, like Caitlin Clark is the person that I would be willing to buy a WNBA jersey and wear her jersey because she's like the best I've ever seen. So, so you, uh, Sean talked about you know the parents' expectations and you know I look at I look at my little one and I'm like, yeah, that's if you just, if, if the coach just gave him a chance, if the coach did this, how do you as as the head coach? Temper those expectations because you all have built a family atmosphere, uh, and and I and I hear that all the time. I can see it. I can tell that your players play because they love you. They respect you. They believe what you what you what, what you're what you're preaching to them. Uh, how do you temper those expectations when it comes from the folks in the stands? Because as you said, you touched on a minute ago. Me sitting in the stands, I look. I'm like, why the heck is Coach High doing that? Why isn't he playing them? Well, how do you how do you handle those situations? You know, I think every situation's different, and and myself as a fan, I mean, if I go, I, you know, I went and watched the uh, GRC Mason County Region Final. It's like there's things in that game where it's like, wonder why he's doing that, or wonder, and I think that's natural, right? Um, and then. You come back to. I haven't spent the last six months in the gym with them, right? And they've seen something that has led them to this point, and maybe it doesn't look like it makes perfect sense in that moment, but it's no accident, right? And one thing that I've always come back to is it doesn't do our team any good if I'm not doing what I think gives us the best chance. Right. And we're not going to have anybody playing if we're not being competitive. And even, and I mean, you start hearing the conversation of politics and this and that and everything else. And it's even, even if I was concerned for my job, it's still going to be in my best interest to build the best resume. Right. So like, there's not really a there's not really an angle for me to not do what and say it in the parent meeting every year. I'm going to be wrong, maybe more than I'm right. But at the end of the day, like, there's only five spots out there, right. and I, and I've got to make the decision in about two seconds. Right. And that decision's not always going to be right, and there's a ton of conversations, and going back to our staff, and even with some of our players, where I mean, there's a ton of time put into that rotation and time in the game and spots and who they're in there with, and uh, maybe you've got foul trouble or you've got – there's a just a ton of different variables that play into it, and – You've got maybe 60 seconds if you call a timeout to discuss it right. to make a choice. And that has been probably one of the biggest adjustments and one of the biggest things that I've leaned heavily on our staff with 
as far as we sit down and we have conversations about our rotation and minutes and how those things are going to play out in certain yeah. matchups and certain games. And um, that's really been a big benefit to the comfort level that we've got with each other as far as I don't think that there's anybody on our staff that is afraid to come in the office and say what's on their mind. And yeah. it's okay to disagree. Right. And and even through the game, you're going to ha- – there- they're going to see something that you might not see. Hey, I'm, that that girl's sliding over every time that, you know, Be, uh, Barry gets the ball or whatever, you know, and they might see that and you're not. So that's those types of in-game adjustments that helps on that part. So so looking forward to next season, uh, I know you've, you've, you're losing Ella and, and, the, and the other girls, the other seniors. Do you uh, and I believe I come and wa- I went and watched uh, Adam coach a game this year. Did I see your little sister out there on the floor with mad skills? Oh yeah, yeah. So is she is she as good as you? I guess I'll be deciding when she gets a little older. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, was gonna, I know that uh, Adam heavily relied on her because she had that ball in her hand the majority of the time, yeah. and um, and. I was like, yeah, that that girl's got got a got a future there for sure. So, do you have some seventh or eighth graders that will make that bump up into the rotation this year, or is it going to be? I mean, because uh, Hayden will be what a junior, and then uh, Allie, Reagan, Shay, uh, Shay, they'll they'll, they'll, seniors, they'll right? move into the senior role. Yeah. So, you're running out of time, coach. You better knock them off <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and you mentioned the middle school girls and you've also got McKenna Bromagen who is a sophomore this year that continues to show up every day and improves every day and there's not a better kid in the in the world Uh, then you had of course Elaine Purvis who started for us most of the season who was an eighth grader and oh wow okay Bailey Warner Warner. that really started coming into the rotate rotation down the stretch of the year um then you've got sophie fouch and laura lee orison in the eighth grade group that i think all will be in the mix next season yeah vying for some varsity minutes and 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 that's that's really how the program built is is all the way through And, and coach mays even touched on that in his he's like you know why do we not have a freshman team? Why do we, you know, with with all the middle schoolers that we have and all the high schoolers we have, you know, we should be able to, you know, have plenty of talent to choose from. And I think a lot of that comes with the comfort level, you know. And, you know, we've talked about it, you know, giving coaches time to build the program, you know. Okay. And that, that's what it takes. That's what it takes. Now, Ella, we've talked several times about – your basketball IQ and how you see the floor, and you've you've got to be around Coach High and his assistants for four years. Is coaching in your future? Is that something you'd like to do? Probably not. <laughs> I, just, I don't think I could make decisions like tough, hard decisions that quick. Yeah, right after that psychology degree, I mean, you might Maybe be right I could, on. Yeah. But right now, <laughs> probably not. So, Coach, uh, Sean just talked about this a minute ago. What do we have to do next year to get over that huge hump 
that has been GRC, the thorn in our side the last couple of years. And this comes from a guy who GRC, Clark County, signs my checks. So, <laughs> so I mean, I know that they are, you know, and, and, and we won't get into reasons why, right? Uh, but what can you do to prepare your girls the best you can to get over that hump next year? Well, you know, that was one of the questions after the regional finals on the radio broadcast. And all, all we can do is continue to pour time and energy into our team. Right, yeah. The girls walking through our door. Um, we've done that, and I, I do believe I – mean, it may not look like it with the final score, especially of the region finals, but the gap has gotten smaller. It is closing, yes, sir. And I – I don't think that there's a, I don't think that there's a magic bullet as far as like if we do this one thing, right? Yeah, everything's going to change. Yeah, um, but we just continue to work and continue to worry about us. Um, one of the things that I talk about a lot throughout practice and throughout the season is you can't worry about the things that you don't have control of. Right. And you need to do everything in your power to take care of the things that you do have control of. And basketball is a failing game. And there's so many things that you don't have any control of when there are a handful of things that you can control. Your ability to control that and repeat that process throughout the 32-minute game really has a lot – to decide the outcome regardless of who's out there. Right. Um, and I think we've done a better job of that throughout the years. Um, and, and strength is a big thing, especially in that matchup. Um, can't ask anybody to go grow two or three inches. Right, I was going to say that. I mean, and, and I've noticed that. I don't know I, why not. Since I've been here at Montgomery County is – and that and that's since 2010 – we just don't have the size here that a lot of counties do. Like even on the boys' side, I'll see I'll see teams come in and they got you know they go six 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 five, and you're like, here we are at six one maybe. And then on the girls' side, you look and you like, I mean, it's like, what? We must not have something in our water here. That's the only thing I can figure. Yeah, it's. I mean, and something. You know, and size is hard to overcome in basketball. Oh yeah, it is, and. Um, that's been one of the things that I – mean, that's been the battle. I mean, the last – really, with both buyers <coughs> – with both buyers over the last few years, um, size has been a major issue. And, of course, you threw uh, Tyra Flowers into that role, into that mix um, the three seasons previous. Um, but – just the size and strength. And right. I think the strength, that gap's closing. The size, and you just have to be able to use positioning and just angles yeah. to try to counter, counteract whatever size advantage that they have. Yep. Well, I mean, you know, like you said, and you hear coaches like Nick Saban and people say it all the time, I, I can't focus on what they do. Mm-hmm. I can only focus on what we do. And it's going to be their job to stop us from doing what we do. So I liked what you said a minute ago. Um, that gap 
isn't quite as wide as people across the border would like to think that it is. Uh, and it is, it is, it is closing. Um, so I think you can do it. I, th- I think, I think in the next, in the next season or two, I think, I think you can get over that hill. And then once it happens, like Kentucky football beating Florida or beating Tennessee, you have that belief. Oh, we can do this. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. and then I would expect the I would expect the floodgates to open. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it is as I think it is as much mental as it is physical. Yep. And you have to see it and believe it, and I think all those things are important before you're able to actually do it. Right. Yeah. Um, it's been something that we talked about and. I guess I'm the ultimate optimist. Like I've never gone into that game thinking we don't have a chance. Right. And credit credit to Clark and going into the regional finals. I thought our girls played as hard as they possibly could, executed the game plan as well as they could have. Especially considering, I mean, it's a quick turnaround from the regional semis to the regional finals. They executed that game plan really well, and you have a night chestnut knock down six threes in the first half. Yeah. There's nothing we can do about that. No. And credit to them, they did what they had to do to beat the game plan that we had. Um, but I couldn't have been more proud of our girls and the way that they fought and played. And, I mean, they really, I mean, occasionally, almost to a fault, stuck to the game plan. Right. You know, you talked about that quick turnaround. I wanted to get your thoughts. That turnaround at the state tournament is ridiculous. The fact that the two the, the four teams that play in the semifinals Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon now have to turn around and play again Saturday night is ridiculous. I mean, do you, do you think that'll ever – will they bump it back a day ever? Okay, so 2013 was the first year, and the only reason I know the year was because it was the year that I was on happy staff and we made the run to the Final Four. Um, 2013 was the first year that they split the days. Yeah, it was, the so championship was on Sunday that the year. The semifinal was Saturday night, and the championship was Sunday afternoon. Yeah. For – 30 or 40 years prior to that, and I think it went back maybe two years ago to all day Saturday. It's just the way it was. Now, one thing that was different this year, and I I can't – I'm not sure with the previous year or two, Game times were later in the day than what they were before they split it. Right. Because like, I thought it was like 9 and 11. Yeah, it used to be it, a morning it, session and yes, then the it, championship it, at night. It was it was either a 9 and 10.45 right. or 10 and 11.45. It wasn't the 11 and 1.30. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just looking at that from a coaching perspective. All right, you play that 1.30 game. Best case scenario, you're done by three. Then you still have the same media obligations that you had in the first round after that semifinal game. So, best case, you are getting out of there at 
four o'clock. Right. By the time everybody changes, the championship started at was it six or seven? Seven. Then? Okay, so you're going to be back in the gym no later than six o'clock, and you may have just wrapped up everything at four. Right. Yeah. Like you can't have a full meal. Right. Before it's time to go again. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. I mean, as far as changing it, I. Surely your dad has some pool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it's all about money. Which I'm sure it's all and about I, money. And I can't I, I can remember vaguely some of his final four teams. I he had a team go to the finals before I was born. He actually he actually had a team, I think it was in eighty I think it was the eighty three tournament go into the state championship at thirty nine and oh. And actually Got beat by Warren Central team that had Clem Haskins' daughter Clement. Yep. On it, um, that's the only time that he's been fort- fortunate enough to make the finals. I mean, there's been a handful of Final Fours and a ton of Elite Eights, and um, but that was always always thought that the semifinals of being on the same day as the championship was the thought in the state tournament was you get to the semifinals and you get to that morning game, all bets are off. Right. It doesn't matter what the talent level is. It doesn't matter what your ranking or your record. All bets are off because you don't know who's going to show up for a morning game. Right. And that's where a lot of your legends are made. Yep. And people that you didn't know, know the name of, that come out, and the one on the boy side that sticks out in my mind is uh, Antoine Barber. Yeah, came out of nowhere E-Town. with E-Town. Nobody, nobody knew anything about Antoine Barber until, until and really, Saturday. Yep. He went nuts on Saturday and won a state championship, and two years later he's dressing for Kentucky. Right. Um, uh, the girl from, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, the girl from Marshall County a couple years ago, just went crazy at the state tournament and she was I mean it looked like her path was to be a college softball player and by the end of the state tournament she ended up signing and playing basketball at Murray (laughs) I mean it's it's really unreal what can happen in five days right so guys we'll wrap up and get you out of here with this question what is your favorite memory of your four years, because you both you both have been here for four years. Uh, what is your favorite memory that you'll carry with you moving forward, Ella? We'll, so we'll we'll start with you. Mine is my sophomore year, and we were not supposed to. No one thought we were going to play in the region tournament. No one thought we were going to win at that first game at districts. But it was the. The second game of the region tournament, we were playing Scott High, and we had we had not been in the lead the entire game, and then with like seven or five seconds to go, Allie Dylan hit a three, and that's the only time we ever led that whole game, and we ended up winning. That was that proceeded to be the longest six second possession oh, yeah. in the history of basketball. <laughs> and I think three of us fouled when they dribbled it back down the court. Yeah. But yeah, that was great. Now, that was the year – that was your first year uh, in the region finals. 
If I was that the year that you gave Clark all they wanted and it got really close in the region finals? That, that was in the district finals. Okay, district finals. Clark, but it, but it was that was it was, was it that year? Yes. Yep. Clark played Bishop Brossard mm-hmm. in the semifinals, no. and we ended up playing Bishop Brossard. Yeah, Bishop Brossard knocked him off in the <gasps> That's semis. right. That's right. And we played Brossard in the finals. But it was that district finals with Clark that was scrappy that came down to the wire. Yes, and we led most of that game. Right. So, well, that's that's a. I mean, you led the you know the final six seconds. That's that that's the amount of time that matters most in that game. Coach has said we picked the perfect time to (laughs) to lead. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Coach? I would I would probably go with that same season, and I would probably back up to that first district round that first round of the district against Paris at Paris um, that I would say that game was a toss-up at best we split in the regular season and Paris had a veteran team and it was I mean to beat Paris at Paris regardless of what they've got is an accomplishment right and to have it the first round of the district tournament over there, and there's there's probably not anybody in coaching that I've got more respect for than Coach Speaks at Paris, and we talk we talk a lot throughout the year and text back and forth, and um, I know that they had a they had a special group, and Paris had actually beaten Clark County that season, um, but just to be able to play that game and win it the way that we did at Paris was probably the first time it's like we're starting to we're starting to see the potential. Right. Yeah. It's all it's all starting to click. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we can't thank you all enough for coming on. Um and it was awesome to get to meet you guys. That's it's really cool because that's what this show, this particular coach's corner show is becoming, is we're getting to meet people that we are unfamiliar with. And, you know, we are trying to dive into Montgomery County, and we want Montgomery County to be a part of, of the From Corner to Corner family, and that's what we're pushing for. And, uh, you know, Coach, uh, great season again. We, we look forward to next season and, and building on that potential as well. Ella, we thank you for your time and your service uh, for, you know, giving us four great years. And uh, we hope you go on to do great things. Enjoy Transy and, uh, you know, help all the maniacs out there <laughs> in the world with your, with your psychology degree for sure. But, uh, again, we thank you all so much for coming on. And, um, Coach, hopefully this will become a regular thing. That's our goal is to uh, – throughout the basketball season to be able to try to talk to you on a regular basis. Oh yeah. So. Well, we appreciate yeah. it. And, and yeah. it, I enjoy, I enjoyed listening to the listening to the episode that I did get a chance to listen to. And I'm awesome. definitely going to have to go back and check out Ivan's as well. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, we, we, we uh, thank you guys for sure. And uh, everybody, this was the from corner to corner, uh, from corner to corner coaches corner. Words are hard. Once again, presented by, Community Trust Bank. We will see you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. 
Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.